This is Don with my wife Sarah and welcome to our It's Yet Monday podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> we are uh, going to sit here and talk about our married life and what we've been doing for the past 26 years, raising our kids Catholic, and anything else we think of. All right. Okay. So why don't we start with... Um, when we first got married. 1986. 1986. August 2nd. <laughs> and um, let's see, where did we get married? We got married at the University of Virginia Chapel, which was a non-denominational chapel at the university. Mm-hmm. And we were joined in wedded bliss by um, the minister at my church from the Church of Christ. That's right. What was his name? Ken, right? Ken. Yes. And, uh... It was a hot day. Remember that. <laughs> well, it was August, and it was in central Virginia. Uh-huh. So you'd expect that. Yes, and at the time, as I said, we got married by the minister at my church, and uh, Don was not a practicing Catholic at the time. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, remember, we went to at least one preparation session with him. Yes, which did not consist of very much. Right. I do remember, although not being a practicing Catholic, I remember that I knew enough about things that I expected that there would be a blessing of the rings, and he made a point of saying that there would not be a blessing of the rings because... He believed in blessing people, but not things. Oh wow! Which I didn't really didn't really bother me, but it was he was telling me his point of view on things. Which of course, it, and that that meant nothing to me at the time. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. Yeah. That was what stood out to you, huh? I remember that. Yes. Yeah, I don't really remember much about that session at all, actually. You know, I remember uh-huh. sitting in his office and that it was, you know, maybe maybe half an hour long. Yeah. But maybe. I don't remember what else we discussed. Right. I don't either. I don't either. Did we talk about birth control? That was one of the things I that... I don't um, think so. No. <sighs> um, that's what I usually hear about um, Protestant... Uh, marriage prep it consists of what are you going to use for birth control and what reading do you want at the wedding right so that's about it yeah I mean I'm sure there was more to it but I don't that's all I recall that's the one thing that I really do recall mm-hmm. so, uh, besides the fact that we were in at that church in uh, Centerville or wherever it was in northern Virginia Drainsville yeah a long way from Charlottesville but that was your home church when you were not in school. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the church we'd been going to all through high school and okay. college. And, uh, well, so then we get to the wedding, and, you know, <laughs> I didn't think about it, but it was, uh, hadn't been to very many weddings at that point, and it lasted all of about seven minutes, and I'd I definitely remember my one friend who was Catholic 
uh, showing up on the doorstep of the chapel just as we were leaving the chapel. <laughs> because she was a few minutes late driving in from out of town, and she was Catholic, and she thought it would be at least an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> but we were in and out in seven minutes. That reminds me of the time when one of your friends, um, Shelly, got married down in Newport News, and uh, I was with a couple of the other boyfriends of girls in the wedding party, and we ended up going the wrong way on the highway and went all the way across the James River or the York River or whatever it was because we were on the... We didn't know we were going the wrong way until we got on the bridge. And then, and then you can't get off. It's, what, 17 miles long? <laughs> you had to go all the way across to the other side, turn around, come back. And, yes, we got into the church right as the minister was saying, I now present to you Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> and I remember you giving me your little look with your raised eyebrow as you processed out the rest of the <laughs> wedding party. You were a bridesmaid in that one. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty funny. It's a good thing you weren't in that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So that was that was interesting. But so we didn't even have um we did not even have a Catholic priest present at our wedding. Correct. Right. Because I hadn't been practicing and honestly didn't give it a didn't really give a thought. We were just we were going to get married, and Sarah had a church to go to, so we got married through her ministry. So, did your parents say anything about it? No, I said nothing about it. They never asked about it. Mm. So that was kind of a, you know, uh, I guess the, um, I guess I was always planning to convert you to my church. That was my ultimate goal, was that we would just, we would all go to my church, or I would go by myself. Never really thought about it much past that. Right. And then we uh, settled into married life in Williamsburg uh, while you were attending law school, and I, um, I ended up going to my church by myself. You came a few times, came a few times, went out to dinner with... You know, one of the young couples there a couple of times. Yes, I remember that. But it didn't really go anywhere. No. No. No, I think my reaction was I didn't feel I should be going to Mass. I didn't have that much of a Catholic identity, but going to a Protestant church, I guess, made me feel even if I wasn't a practicing Catholic, I wasn't. I wasn't interested in another Christian denomination because it just felt, the whole thing felt funny. Mm-hmm. You know, being preached at by a, by a layman, you know, <laughs> which is what it was. You know, I couldn't help but just think, and again, I wasn't a practicing Catholic at the time, but I just kept thinking, well, this is all very nice what you're saying, but who are you? Who are you to say? Mm-hmm. Who gives you authority to get up there and preach? I guess that's really what I was thinking. Which is really interesting, that those 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 early things that you learned, you know, yeah, stuck right. with you. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess that continued for three years until um, we moved to Richmond and settled into life there with, um, you know, and you started working. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there, I don't know why, but once we got to Richmond, it was a lot more difficult for me to continue going to my church by myself. I don't remember. Did you really go by yourself? I don't remember you going by yourself. Did you go with me? I do. Well, I mean, I did go with you. That's why I have that recollection of listening to the minister. Well, I just think that I thought that was all Williamsburg. I, maybe you did go in Richmond, but I don't associate you with that church in Richmond as much as I do the one in Williamsburg. No, I don't remember going in Richmond, but I don't remember you going by yourself anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I did go a few times. I don't think I went very much. Okay. Um, I think it's it's very difficult, and I have I have a lot of new respect for. Um, uh, women or men who can continue to practice their faith, um, their Catholic faith, with a spouse who is not um, not unsupportive, but not in the same church. Right. Because you know, because I found it to be so difficult for myself, and um, you know, and I and I wanted us to be together. Well, didn't you? Weren't you finding your church less congenial? over time it's possible like, what do you mean by well, it seems like you, I, I just thought you'd said that before well it wasn't just a matter of the difficulty of my not being on board with it but you yourself weren't totally comfortable with the way that faith was practiced and taught at that church mm. I can't say that I remember that um, okay it's possible that in in terms of uh, being congenial, it wasn't as congenial because it was not a, as much of a college town church. And in college towns, I think they make more of an effort uh, with the the students or young married couples um, mm-hmm. to try and pull them in and keep them in. Right. But um, I don't know. I never really clicked with that church in Richmond. So. Um, where was that church? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that one was kind of forgettable. So that was the way things were for several years. I mean, at that point, we'd been married three years, and then... Um, the baby, our first baby came along that's shortly after right. we moved to Richmond. Then we had our first baby, Kate, and um, there was that fateful day when we were visiting your parents up in Virginia, and she was how old then? Over a year. And she was over a year, maybe about 15 months old, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So we were visiting and sitting around the kitchen table, and um, Don's dad said, so when are you gonna have her baptized? <laughs> he was he was the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, so you know I gave him my little spiel about how we were gonna raise the children in my church, and that in my church you wait until um, wait until they're old enough to ask to be baptized, old enough to claim the faith for themselves, um, just as I did when I was eleven years old. And. Uh, and so that was, he didn't say much about that. Right. don't remember we argued about it much, but then we got home. Right. And you had something to say. 
Yeah, yeah. So I guess I felt at that point that it was. Um, I guess I had sort of been feeling sort of a tug that I should become a practicing Catholic, and uh, and so I wanted our our daughter to be baptized. So so I told Sarah that. Mm-hmm. I felt very strongly about that. Um, and and it was explained. You know, we had a good discussion about it. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't just the baptism thing. I, another part of the discussion was that you wanted us to go to church as a family. Yes, yeah, because I remember we had a real struggle there for a while where it was because I respected you. I didn't want you to. I, mean, I guess the the difficulty I felt was I did want us to go. I thought it was important for us to go together, but I didn't want you to come just out of a desire to have peace in the family. I wanted you to want to be there. So, uh, and you weren't, and you weren't, you know, you weren't at the same place at the time that Katie was baptized. So. No, in fact, um, well, let's see. I think that, I think that you said that it was fine if I continued to go to the Church of Christ, but that you still wanted me to come to Mass with you. Okay. I could do both. And I might have gone a time or two. But frankly, I think I was just so happy that we were all going to church together. And to me, you know, we didn't have, we don't have the, didn't have the strict rules about, you know, uh, compulsory attendance on Sundays um, the way the Catholic Church does. Although I did grow up believing that if there was a church service, you had to go. So that meant Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. But um, we, uh, I figured that it counted. If I was going to the Catholic Mass, it counted. So I had done my duty. Right. And, uh, and so that was fine. And as for the baptism, that was a different matter. Um, we talked about uh, where infant baptism came from and the teachings behind that. Um, but it was uh, I always thought in my head well if it doesn't count they can always be baptized again later they can always you know ask to be baptized when they're older but it does count right yes it does yeah and um, so around this time I guess I, this was around 19 91 pre-internet days and um, a lot of material was available uh, through the services of uh, a wonderful organization called the Daughters of St. Paul um, which is an order of uh, religious sisters whose primary apostolate is making um, teaching documents of the church available and uh, they have bookstores and they have um, um, anyway, they had they had ways you could you could order stuff. So, so I found out how you could write to them, and you could order things like um, I think there's a, a CDF document on baptism from probably around this time. It was from the 80s, I think, mid 80s or late 80s, on explaining why the church required or encourages infant baptism and why it's valid, and uh, got a copy of that. And, 
gave that to Sarah. I don't know how much. I don't know how much she read that at the time. But, um, and on the subject of infant baptism, um, the catechism I think is citing that document I was talking about. It looks like from the footnotes, it's actually from 1980. Catechism at 1252 says the practice of infant baptism is an immemorial tradition of the Church. There is explicit testimony to this practice from the second century on, and it is quite possible that from the beginning of the apostolic preaching, when whole, quote, households received baptism, infants may also have been baptized. And it actually, it's quoting several chapters of Luke, um, chapter 16, verses 15 and 33, chapter 18, verse 8, 1 Corinthians 1, 16. So, I don't know how much of an impression that made on you at the, at the time. I remember being impressed by the, what was it, the story of the, um, where the whole household was baptized. It was a, the centurion. Right. Where his whole yeah, so. household was baptized. And so, it was not unthinkable that there would be no children in the family. You know, of course there were children and probably babies. Right. And so... Um, it was kind of a revelation to me that there were, you know, that people would just baptize everybody. Right. I still, it was still a long time before I came to accept that um, that was a better way than um, choosing your own baptism. Because um, I did, I still, you know, remember my baptism fondly. Uh, I remember being um, 11 years old. And it was, I don't remember if I asked my mom to take me to the church um, that day, but whatever, it was, the, um, it was the day after Christmas that I said, you know, that I went to be baptized at the church. You know, I was ready and had asked um, for them to take me, and so we were visiting my grandmother, so it was at... Um, it was at the church where I had spent my early years, and my grandmother had been going for years, and my mother had grown up in that church, and so the family, we just went over there uh, like on December 26th and had my little baptism, got dunked in the big tank with the painting of the, you know, the River Jordan behind it, and, and that was a very special day to me. So... Uh, I still, you know, like I said, it was a long time before I came to think that um, infant baptism was valid. But there, we certainly have enough little pamphlets around the house now talking about it. So, um, and so our oldest was baptized when she was 18 months old. Yeah, that's right. And uh, all of Don's family came down for the event. We had a little party, and that was, um, I think that was probably the beginning, the beginning of our Catholic journey. That's right. You know, journey back into the church that you grew up in. Yep. So, sounds like a good time to stop. Okay. We can wrap it up here, and um, you know what we didn't do? We didn't talk about... What kind of a family we have, <laughs> you know? We got married in 1986, and we had a baby a few years later named Katie. But now what? 
And then she had a little brother and another little brother. And, and another, another little, little brother, brother and, and another, another little brother. <laughs> and then finally a sister. Yeah, so we have six children and, uh, you know, they're, what, they range over a course of 12 years or so. That's right. 12 years apart in age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so now we have this, um, well, somewhat quieter nest than we used to have since they're growing up. But, um, Thank you.